If you've got diabetes, if you've got diabetes, with the doctors it's impossible. But with Dr. Jesus it's easy. He heals you. He wants to give you sight. He wants to give you power. And number three, in the name of Jesus, I believe you are curing the people. Kids, uh, it's 2 o'clock on a Monday. It's about that time. I'm your host, DJD. Uh, you are tuned in to Dark Entries Goth Radio, your weekly source for goth, dark wave, death rock, horror punk, psychobilly, and uh, incantations, apparently. Um, we're here till 4 o'clock. Bring your words of whisper around 3 o'clock. Special show. Um, we are kicking off late World Goth Day, which was the other day, and uh, this is going to be first the first part of that. I'm going to talk more about that when we come back in just a minute. 160 days until Halloween. This is the one and only Dark Entries. Goth Radio, here we go.
white noise to uh, start off the show. Because if there ever was a time to uh, play a track called uh, Black Mass Electric Storm in Hell, it's uh, 2 o'clock on a Monday. On 90.5 WSCFM Columbia and uh, Dark Entries Goth Radio is the uh, show you are listening to, kicking off the show there. I'm your host, DJ D. I'm here till 4 o'clock and uh, bringing you spooky tunes uh, for the next two hours and words of wisdom uh, from Uncle Charlie coming up around 3. And uh, today's show is going to be uh, a little a little special. Uh, World Goth Day was the other day. To, so in order to celebrate, I've decided um, that I'm going to take a tour of goth subgenres, sort of, of of the actual movement itself, and then as many of the uh, little subgenres and branches and things that fit underneath the uh, the dark uh, goth tree, I guess, which would be a weeping willow, I don't know, uh, all the little branches from that uh, that I could fit in, and we'll just kind of get to go down the line and explore all of them. Uh, there's no way possible that it's all going to fit into one show, so this is part one. I'm thinking it's going to be probably a three-parter kind of series I'm kicking off as of today. So uh, to start things, uh, we start off a little witchy from 1969 uh, with a track, like I said, called Black Mass Electric Storm in Hell from a band called White Noise. Um, I'm going to play two more tracks kind of in that vein, and it's going to kind of sort of demonstrate that even in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, there were um, artists that were experimenting with uh, with darker uh, themes and music and that, So, uh, which all of this is going to pretty much uh, be pretty witchy here in the next uh, next little bit. Then we'll get into uh, some punk stuff because uh, and some sort of glammy type stuff uh, because of course goth sort of sits right at the uh, intersection of like uh, punk and and uh, and glam and art rock so that's kind of how all that kicked off so uh, you know some of the, the bands and things that might have in, influenced uh, Bauhaus and some of the other bands that came along definitely uh, you know some early Susie for sure was uh, was very punky. All right, so uh, that's how we're going to start off, and then we'll get into like proper sort of Batcave uh, scene, and that should take us to about three o'clock, and then we'll we'll see where we go from there. Probably uh, get into some uh, some post punk after that, and uh, maybe some um, some of the newer. We might have time to finish up with some of the newer second wave uh, type stuff that came around the '90s, but uh, I'm not sure if we'll have time for that. I mean, I mean, I obviously could fill up entire shows of just nothing but Batcave. You know, it's going to be pretty heavy uh, into that in, in this show, but then when we get into parts two and three. I won't be spending as much time on, on little subgenres like, you know, rockabilly, punkabilly, you know, uh, a punk cabaret. You know, I'm going to dip into it, but I won't be doing entire sets based around it. The variety of subgenres is going to flow a little faster, you know, in, in, in parts two and three. I th- I'm thinking like in, in three, that's when we're going to get to the harder stuff. So we'll start getting into like, uh, you know, some doom metal and uh, maybe even dip into black metal a little bit because that kind of intersects a little bit. And, you know, definitely getting some gothic uh, metal, you know, stuff like typo. Consider this your crash course on the origins of, uh, of the scene and then all the little branches that sort of came off of that. And it's not at all inclusive. I mean, I'm sorry, um, inclusive? Is this the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Exhaustive. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, I'm exhausted, but this will not be exhaustive. <laughs> it's not at all going to include everything, for sure. I'm definitely going to uh, skip over some stuff and, and you know, kind of skim over some stuff, for sure. Uh, I mean, industrial and all its little you know, connected branches and things is, is its own world altogether, so I'm not going to get into all that, although I will touch industrial a little bit. For you guys who were around way, way back in the day, uh, I was followed up from this show with uh, the Audio Assault with uh, DJ Mind Warp, who... who knows uh way more about an industrial than i can ever ever know which was a pretty pretty good combo we had here so we are gonna i'm gonna continue the little witchy set here uh i'm gonna play some uh, some stuff from the again from 71 and then again from 69 and then we'll get into i'll come back we'll talk a little bit more get to some punk stuff but oh oh and that also reminds me um yesterday was it yesterday 
or two days ago. I think it was two days ago. It was Faruza Bach's birthday. So, uh, so happy late birthday to Faruza Bach, speaking of that. Um, I got to meet her a couple of years ago. It was great. She gave me a big hug, which was a pretty amazing day. Uh, also, I met the love of my life just like hours before that, by the way. Christina Ricci, I, I met her that same day. So, pretty damn good day for Deej. Uh, the other thing I want to say real quick is Saturday night, as in like two nights ago, as well as last weekend, I had the privilege of seeing Pinky Doodle Poodle play live, which was a, a lot of fun. Uh, they had played here like two years ago, two or three years ago at Art Bar. Uh, then they did a show here last weekend at the Hangar uh, with Brandy the Butcher and Turbo Gato, two Columbia bands. And then uh, last night, or Saturday night, they were in Greenville, which is where I live, um, at a club up there. First time in over a year that I've actually been in a club. Um, I guess I kind of rolled the dice, being that I'm fully vaccinated now. So uh, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm just going to go do it. And uh, oh, it was amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Pinky, Pinky Doodle Poodle puts on one of the greatest live shows you'll ever see in your life. It's super talented and super fun and um, absolutely amazing. And I wish that I would say, go out and see them. But unfortunately, uh, they are going to have to go back to Japan in like a week. So um, their visas ran out. So they're going to have to do that and stay there for a while. And then hopefully in a couple of years, they'll be able to come back to the States. So... Uh, they're Japanese, by the way. Two two thirds of them are Japanese. The drummer's not. All right, uh, so we're gonna move on. I'm gonna continue the witchy theme here, and then do the backstage. Strap in because, um, yeah, this track's ten minutes long. Dark Ages Goth Radio is conjuring up the devil on your Monday afternoon on ninety point five WCFM Columbia. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously?
in the courtroom, then I become King George. And I've got all the rights then. And when I stand on the mountain and I say, do it, it gets done. If it don't get done, then I'll move on it. And that's the last thing in the world you want me to do. Do it. Get it done. I'm only what is. What it is. It is what it is. Tench up. <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do something, do it well, and leave something witchy. Leave a sign to let the world know that you were there. Have a good day. Believe it or not.
that George isn't at home, please leave a message at the beep. I must be out, or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You're listening to WUSCFM and HD1 Columbia. Hi. This is Vas Callas from Hansel und Gretel, and you are listening to WUSC-FM, Columbia, South Carolina. Cool. Auf Wiedersehen. All right, kids, uh, we're back to the show. Uh, we'll kick the, thing, the show off there with uh, a witchy set, uh, sort of uh, demonstrating some of the uh, possible early, uh, late 60s, early 70s influences on the scene. Uh, started off with a white noise with Black Mass, Electric, Storm in Hell from 69. Salem Mass after that with The Witch Burning from 1971. And Coven with with uh, Choke, Thirst to Die from 1969. And I believe, um, Ipsy could definitely uh, correct me on this, but I believe that there was or has been some sort of uh, controversy over the years about whether or not Coven sort of was blatantly ripping off Black Sabbath, or if it was the other way around. Black Sabbath definitely went on to, uh, you know, sort of birth the doom metal genre, which was a direct influence on on the goth scene for sure, at least later on anyway. And we'll get into some doom metal stuff like I was saying in the uh, in part three. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to uh, Dark Entries Goth Radio 90.5 WSCFM Columbia, and uh, today's show in honor of World Goth Day, which passed the other day, first of a three-parter sort of series I'm doing where I'm sort of exploring the um, uh, the origins of the goth scene and uh, and and then all the offshoots and subgenres and that. And because it's so much, uh, there's no way that can be crammed into one show. So uh, this is probably going to go for the next few weeks. Uh, good news, bad news. Um, good news is the, uh, the, uh, the summer schedule is official. It's officially been made now. Uh, and there is going to be a slight change in time slot to this show. Starting next week, we're going to be 12 to 2 on Monday, so we're just going back, uh, you know, starting two hours early, that's all. So um, that will be next Monday, and that will be the time slot for pretty much the entire summer. And uh, hopefully in the fall, you know, when it starts back up again, which uh, will be in August, uh, when we switch the schedules over, uh, we can possibly get back onto our usual Saturday nights. So we'll see about that then. But um, So we got enough time to squeeze in, I think, a little punk set, and then we might be able to dip into the Batcave a little bit. We're definitely going to spend some time in the Batcave for sure, because obviously that's where the, uh, you know, where, where the scene actually really got its, its proper start. So a good chunk of the show is going to be spent there, and we might have time to get into some of the offshoots of that uh, before we get out of here. Uh, words of wisdom <laughs> coming up at three o'clock. If you were listening close, you got a little dose of it. You got a little preview uh, of old Uncle Charlie there, and we're going to have more of that coming up at three. Speaking of some of the uh, the potential punk influences on uh, goth, what I'm going to do here is play a quick little punky set. I'm going to play a punk track that's not a goth band at all, but uh, definitely something that could have uh, you know has some some goth DNA to it uh, with the Screamers, and then we're going to get into uh, Theater of Hate. Um, which I think at the time definitely uh, would would have argued completely against the goth label for sure. They were just like, you know, a straightforward sort of punk band in the vein of something like, you know, The Clash. Um, but uh, I think Kirk Brandon over the years has kind of grown to uh, embrace the fact that that's, that's a big chunk of his audience. Um, it's funny how that works, how you go out to like make a band and, and you just want to make the music you want to make and then suddenly you get like a label and you could either embrace that audience over the you know over decades and just learn that okay those people are going to show up at your shows and that's your bread and butter and just kind of grow to love them and appreciate them for what they are uh, for basically giving you a career um, or you could hate them and kind of spit on them and treat them like crap and say no I was never goth to begin with stop calling me that and just be a really ungrateful um, uh, unsufferable jerk about it I'm not necessarily uh, 
naming names. Andrew Eldridge. Um, it could be that guy. That guy's coming up later on the show, too, by the way. All right, Screamers, then we get some Theater of Hate, and then some Susie on the Dark Entries Goth Radio 90.5 WSCFM Columbia. Keeping it spooky, scaring up your airwaves. Here we go. Something down here, please. Monica's David. Hey. 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 Hey
Start to set off uh, the Screamers with 122 Hours of Fear and uh, Theater of Hate after that with The Wake um, featuring Kurt Brandon, who I mentioned earlier, who also went on to form uh, Spear of Destiny. And uh, all and both those bands are, are phenomenal. He's, he's a cool guy, uh, Kurt Brandon. I've, I've had interactions with him on, on Twitter and everything, and he's, he's a really nice guy. And uh, I love all the projects he's involved in. Uh, Susie and the Banshees after that with a Jigsaw Feeling from their first album, The Scream. And uh, after that was the Easy Cure uh, with Meat Hook. Um, if it sounded a little familiar, actually, the Easy Cure uh, was the original first name for The Cure. Um, and that's actually from a uh, kind of obscure 
bootleg uh, called Dr. Robert's Surgery uh, with a bunch of early Easy Cure recordings. Uh, you probably heard all the scratching pop in there. I think those originally came from like 45s or albums or something. And uh, it's a collection. Of, I got that at Papa Jazz a million years ago. It was a, it was a really good find. And uh, really good stuff on that. Some stuff that, that never made it to their studio albums at all that just kind of got scrapped uh, when they kind of evolved and became The Cure. Genesis, after that, from their very first album, uh, The Lamb Lays Down on Broadway. And uh, the track's called Anyway, which uh, kind of stretching things a little bit. It's a bit of a stretch, I'll say. that The whole point of that whole set was to sort of like demonstrate some of the early... Uh, goth, I'm sorry, uh, early punk influences on the on the, the first goth scene, and uh, I wouldn't say that necessarily a you know a band like Genesis went on to to influence them, but uh, it, it's possible. You know, it definitely was an influence on uh, early prog for sure. But you know, back when they had that sound before they kind of got you know way more mainstream, but um, you know there could be some sort of crossover there. I just kind of felt like playing it, so <laughs> I just felt like it fit, it fit in really well with the set. So uh, we are going to continue our exploration into uh, the, uh, the the origins of the, of the goth scene in the second hour. So if you're just tuning in, this is Dark Entries Goth Radio, your weekly source for goth, post-punk, industrial, uh, death rock, and uh, nerdy music lessons uh, here until 4 o'clock. And we're going to take a quick break here in just a second, but when we come back, uh, the... the point of today's show is a first parter and a little bit of a series I'm doing where I'm sort of exploring the uh, the origins of the goth scene and all the, the sort of subgenres and branches off the tree and which would is going to take at least three episodes to do. So uh, today's part one and in the first uh, hour we kind of kicked it off with some of the earlier darker sort of a somewhat witch influenced occult influenced uh, music from the late 60s and early 70s. And then we got into punk, uh, which was the scene we just wrapped up, and which also sort of uh, dovetails a little bit into some of the art rock that was going on at the time. I'm probably going to skip over some of that just for the sake of time. Uh, and we're going to take a quick break here in just a second. When we get back, we're going to dive head on straight into the Batcave, uh, which is exactly where uh, the, the scene really got its birth uh, at a club called the Batcave in London. Quick break, have some words of wisdom from Uncle Charlie, and then we'll get right into the Batcave, and that's all coming up right after this. Nearly 700,000 Americans were arrested on marijuana charges last year. That's an enormous waste of law enforcement resources and terribly unfair to those arrested and their families. It's time we stopped arresting adults who smoke marijuana responsibly. For more information, visit Normal's website at www.normal.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL and tell them Willie sent you. What's up, Gamecocks? It's Schuler from Death Drive 90.5. We're all stoked to be back on campus. But we've got to remember that the threat of COVID-19 is still very real and very present. Take measures to protect those around you and to protect yourself. Wear that mask. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Don't eat anything that you find on the ground. Stop licking doorknobs. Let's all work together for a COVID-free campus. Because riffs should be sick. You shouldn't. Keep it healthy, keep it safe, and keep it locked. 
to 90.5, WUSC-FM and HD1 Columbia. Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi, I'm Sarah Schuster. I went on a website called inventnow.org, and after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the Insta-Do. Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side, and you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's a summer thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. Anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions, or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. Self-defense is anything we do to make our lives safer on a daily basis. Self-defense is fighting with our fists, yelling, telling him to stop looking at us, running away, listening to our gut instinct, getting support, knowing that we are worth defending, talking about what happened. Rock. <laughs> and playing rock. The goal of self-defense is to provide all women, children, queers, people of color, and targeted communities with options and skills that are effective and practical no matter what our experience, age, level of fitness, or shape of body may be. No, yeah, it's for my own enjoyment, and I found out that in California, that in order to get justice, you must buy it. They will not give you uh, what they call fair trials. If you have uh, uh, the rights that our fathers died for, I would have had my trial, and I would have had my rights in my day in court, but I didn't. All I got was, you guys blame me for the 60s. 
and then Jerry Rubin and A.B. Hoffman and Timothy Leary and Barbara Rondas and all the holy Morocos, they all run the other way when, when it got too nasty. They would tell their children, raise up and kill your mom and dad, but then when they raised up and killed their mom and dad, then all the people that said that ran. And then they blamed it over on me and said, oh, well, Charlie Manson's a hippie cult leader, and he made us, he made up the kids do all that. But none of them kids that got busted said that. At one time, did you feel any affinity for them? Sure, I still love them, sure, sure. They're still like mine, they're like me. They're like street people. It's like this, man, and back in the, back in the 40s, uh, when I'd be on the basketball court, for example, and all the kids would say, hey, uh, uh, your mom's calling you, Billy. You know, so Billy would leave, and then John would leave, and Tom would leave, and I'd be out there sitting on the basketball, smoking a joint. You know, and uh, I was unaccepted. I was the outcast. Yeah. 
bewildered Bill Wigmore has been seeking one answer by venturing into a place called the Bat Cave, just off Carnaby Street, where things happen on Wednesdays. Very curious. To the Bat Cave. Louise, the blonde girl on the left, Wednesday night at the Batcave is a special week retreat. She's unemployed. You obviously get cold upon if you've got a spiky hair, don't you? Do you call yourself a punk, Louise? Well, it's just that you get classified. Yeah, obviously you do. It's like the way you dress the people you hang around with. It's all based on something which is a little bit real. I mean, it's the people that make the atmosphere. You know, it's it, it, it's not um, suck your cheeks in and, 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 and pose in the corner. It's very friendly. And it's it, it's basically, it's about fun. And it's about having your tongue firmly in your cheek, you know, and, and being able to laugh at the realities of the day-to-day -day existence.
Specimen appropriately enough, rounding out that uh, Bat Cave said we're going to do more of the Bat Cave. I think we're just going to stay in the Bat Cave until the show is over at four o'clock because there's definitely plenty enough to um, plenty to get us through and, and just even scratch the surface. Um, Cooper's was saying on the uh, Facebook uh, a second ago that you know she was like, "Hey, I like your lesson, Henry history lessons that you're giving on the scene here," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's it's not nearly as thorough as I want it to be because." Um, you know, I, I could do an entire show just based on uh, the history of the Batcave and, and what went on there. But um, we're going to move along. Uh, if you were just tuning in wondering what's going on, uh, this is Dark Entries Goth Radio uh, here until 4 o'clock. South Carolina's uh, only weekly source for goth, dark wave, uh, death rock. I was saying earlier that we, I just found out that just a, a, like an hour ago that the new time slot for the show is going to be 12 to 2, not 2 to 4 on Mondays. And that's going to start next week. If you tune in 2 o'clock, it's going to be too late. There's going to be a K-pop show at this time slot, actually. Um, I just met the DJ of that, actually. She seems really, really nice. 
So uh, Rick Wigley is on uh, from 10 to 12. He's really rad. He's a really guy, he, cool guy. He hosts uh, uh, The Backbeat, which is uh, all oldies radio. He's been around here forever and ever. So he's kind of the uh, the grandpa of the station. Sometimes I feel like the grandpa of the station because <laughs> I've been on for uh, 24 years now. Jesus. Uh, but he's uh, yeah he, he's he's forgotten more about radio than I could ever learn. So he's he's a cool guy. But he's he'll be on from 10 to 12, and uh, we'll be following up his um, very fun, very uh, family friendly oldie show with the show that plays you know uh, Specimen. <laughs> so that's gonna be on your lunch breaks from 12 to 2 on Mondays. So uh, it's my uh, my fervent hope that Henry McMaster is in town and uh, during my lunch breaks, his lunch breaks, and he's flipping channels, and he flips over and ends up hearing, like, you know, gnaw their tongues or something, you know. Um, or, you know, Gorgoroth when I decide to get into the black metal stuff. So, yeah, that's my shout-out to him. In that said, Bauhaus with Bella Lugosi's Dead, which I, I almost never, ever play on the show because it's a little uh, way too on the nose. Um, it's not that I don't ever play Bauhaus. It's just I save Bella Lugosi's Dead for, like, special occasions because uh it's it's i saw a meme actually the other day that i kind of agree with it's it's like the free bird of the god scene <laughs> it's just it's a little too too on the nose but um you know this is the first of three parts of diving into the history of the scene and, and all the subgenres and branches so you know you can't sort of like give a history an educational show about the history of the god scene without including belly Gosey dead it's sort of the uh it sort of did to the scene what um what smells like teen spirit did for grunge basically anyway uh Ex My Deutschland after that with uh, Mondlich uh, from their second album, Toxin. Uh, Virgin Prunes in there with Caucasian Walk. Uh, Southern Death Cult in there with Moya. And if you guys are just flipping around, you just heard the show, you don't know anything about goth music at all, you just you just like what you just heard, if Southern Death Cult sounded familiar to you, uh, it's because Southern Death Cult evolved into a band called Death Cult, which eventually evolved into a band called The Cult, which you've probably heard. So uh, that actually is... Uh, uh, if you guys who only know sort of mainstream radio, the Cult, yes, very much was uh, considered a, a goth band way back in the day, uh, back when they were Southern Death Cult. Anyway, that was um, a few changes, musical changes, and 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 members of the band ago. You know, uh, Specimen after that with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, Specimen fronted by Ollie, who um, and also Johnny Slut, who uh, Ollie was the owner of the Batcave Club in, in London in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, and that's the place where it's sort of like the cradle of the goth scene. It's basically where all these guys got together and and sort of um, were playing this new emerging sound that came out of punk. And it's sort of a combination of punk and glam. And there are con- there are controversies about where the word goth came from. Uh, they can't really ever settle on it. Uh, some people say it was a it was a journalist that came up with it when he was describing Bauhaus. Um, there's another story that says that someone came up with it um, at... Andy Sex Gang's house when he was uh, he saw him coming down the stairs wearing like a robe and he said something like oh he's like a gothic prince or something. Bauhaus was experimenting with uh, lighting uh, effects and things which were heavily inspired by German expressionism. They would come out on the stage wearing like a lot of black and white makeup and things and then like stark lighting. They would just have like lamp bulbs like just bare bulbs hanging out from the stage and they would turn them on and off. And uh, it was all very very influenced by German expressionism and like the cabinet of Dr. Calgary and things like that. Um, it was never intended ever to, you know, oh, we're going to start a whole new genre of music and give it a name. I mean, that's not how it's not how genres of music typically start. It's definitely not how grunge started, you know. I mean, it's not like Kurt Cobain and Eddie Vedder sat down and had a meeting and said, hey, let's let's <laughs> start a thing and give it a name, you know. 
Um, it just journalists come up with this crap and just kind of run with it. So it's so ironic that the very bands who were considered the godfathers of all this stuff never intended for it to be what it is. You know, they just wanted to make music and they just all happened to sort of kind of dress alike. Um, but, uh, you know, people run with it and the media runs with it and, and the kids run with it and it just, it just becomes its own beast, you know, which, uh, and now obviously you have bands who intentionally emulate them and they, they want to be as goth as possible because that's like their influence. And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Obviously, if there wasn't, um, I mean, if there was something wrong with it, I wouldn't have a show for 24 years. So, and it's funny how, like I was saying, how that plays out, how you have bands that will, will either just embrace that or they'll run from it completely, you know, i.e., uh, Sisters of Mercy, who will be playing probably in the next episode. Only time for you to get into that sort of sound. I'm going to play a whole set in the next episode next week of uh, Sisters sort of influenced bands or bands that sound like Sisters. So, um, We'll get into that then. But we're going to get back into the Batcave now. And one, a band that doesn't get too much play, really, but even in the scene, people kind of, uh, kind of don't give them the love they should. Full Ouse Gang. We'll do that. We'll get into uh, some Sex Gang children and more until it takes us to 4 o'clock. Dark Entry's Goth Radio. Spooky Tunes on your radio for the next uh, 15 minutes or so. Here we go. Here we go. 
out the show that has been the show man i'm gonna uh play a recovery rocky horror here in just a second otherwise we are done we're getting out of here i uh, hope you guys have enjoyed the show uh in that set uh that was the back cave set uh the second half of that we kicked it off with uh Alice gang yeah Alice gang with here it comes and alien six feet in there with ignore the machine and sex gang children with sebastian speaking of sex gang children um uh i've kind of got to know Andy Six Gang a little bit in the last few years. Like, we kind of interact every now and then. And I tell you, kids, there, I was just saying this the other day, there are worse things in life than one of your heroes, <laughs> your musical heroes, uh, follows you on Twitter and likes and retweets your stuff, you know, and actually has, you know, private uh, conversations with you. It's it's a pretty pretty cool spot to be in. I first discovered um, Six Gang Children and a lot of the bands that actually were played in the last set, out of the, out of the last set, I would say one, two, three, four, five, well, all of them. All of them with the exception of Alice Gang on Cleopatra Records' Cleopatra Records' Yeah, Cleopatra Records' first gothic rock compilation, the, the cassette. I, I discovered it uh, at a, a music store in the mall uh, at Myrtle Beach when I was like 15 and uh, spent, the, um, spent the weekend driving around in my cousin's truck just listening to this tape of all these bands I'd never heard of before. It just, I was like, wait a minute, there's a... 
it was, it, I mean, the compilation is literally called Gothic Rock, and I was like, there's a whole rock genre called Gothic Rock? What is... <laughs> when you're 15 and you come across something like that, it, it hits you just the right way. It's like, oh, that's life-changing. Um, and I remember the, uh, you know, the first comp- the first uh, song on the compilation is actually called, um, Dar- is actually Dark Entries by Bauhaus. Like I say, it's going to be at least two more parts of this little series I'm doing. So uh, next week we'll kick off with post-punk. So post-punk is going to be uh, the emphasis... Uh, for the first set uh, next week, and then we're going to get into random new wavy type stuff and uh, stuff that's kind of hard to pin down, like uh, new waver, new wavy type sounds uh, that, that sort of uh, spring off or dovetail into what was going on in, in goth at the time. Bands like, you know, Echo and the Bunny Men or whatever, you know, it's kind of hard to, you know, they, they kind of fit into several different little subgenres. Uh, so we're going to kind of get into a set of that kind of stuff next week, and then that's going to lead us into Sisters of Mercy and a lot of the bands that are uh, sprung off of that, like you know Fields of the Nephilim and other bands that sort of like sound like them or inspired by them. Uh, so we're going to have a Sisters-type set. That's all coming up next week, uh, and we're going to try to do a pretty good chunk of, of the little subgenres I got, I got branched out here uh next week and we'll try to wrap all this up in three episodes it could go to four but i doubt it i think in three episodes we're going to do it if you're just tuning in like uh roman then uh what you didn't hear is that uh this was the first set of uh a three-parter of me uh delving into the history of the of the of the goth scene and all the branches that come from it under the the giant dark spooky goth tree uh, and the subgenres that exist within that. So uh, in tonight's show, we or today's show, we uh, we went to some of the the witchier sort of influences of uh, late '60s, early '70s, sort of a cult rock, and then uh, then we got into some punk stuff, and then we got into um, all Batcave. So that was the show today. Uh, we'll see what's coming up in the next two episodes as we kind of get into some of the more specialized subgenres and things. And get, kind of get kind of granular toward the end. Uh, all right, that's coming up in the next couple episodes. I uh, hope you guys enjoy the show. As always, you can hear the show uh, on the podcast too, uh, which will be uploaded tonight's episode. Will be uploaded hopefully uh, either tonight or tomorrow. That's at darkentriesgothradio.podbean.com. And as I was saying uh, earlier in the show, this is the last one at this time slot. Uh, the official summer schedule really kicks in next week, so uh, there's been a, a slight adjustment. So we are moved back to twelve to two on Mondays. So that starts next week. So don't forget about that. 12 to 2, not 2 to 4. Uh, all right, kids, I'm out of here. Uh, I will see you next week. Different bat time. Same bat channel, 12 to 2 p.m. on your Monday. We'll do that. We'll get back together. We'll see what we do. And as always, I'm going to leave you with some Rocky Horror. All right, see you next week, kid. As always, keep it spooky.
tonight.